Welcome everybody to a reformatted show, podcast, whatever you want to call it, because I am so tired of the Washington Redskins here that I pretty much have decided that I'm going to mainly talk about football here because I can just roll. I'm sorry I'm changing the wrestling format on here because I'm sorry, you guys, but the numbers just wasn't doing it. I've been doing this for two months, and the numbers were not showing doing wrestling. And now that I'm really behind the eight ball because I'm watching football now, and I'm stuck on football. I can't help it. You know, I mean, I'll I'll still watch my wrestling, and I really like watching um, the guys who really review this stuff, so I can at least keep a keen sense of what's going on, but I really love football, and I really think I know what I'm talking about here, because last night's Monday Night Football was the most predictable game that I have predicted in a very long time. And it's really sad to see that the Washington Redskins have become the enhancement talent jobbers to anybody who comes to play at FedEx Field on prime time. 59 and 90. 59 and 90. The biggest fucking meatball is the Washington Redskins fucking general manager or president of player personnel, whatever title this motherfucker has. Bruce Allen, you need to go. And how dare ESPN make snarky comments and little jabs Little jokes here and there, like at halftime, Scott Van Pelt, who I know is a Maryland football fan, make a little jab. Taylor Gabriel has three touchdowns. The Redskins have three points. It was 28 to nothing before you could fucking blink. The third play, Case Keenum drops back, and he should have never thrown the ball because... Uh, Jeremy Sprinkle was double covered. Ha ha, Clinton Dix was shadowing uh, Jeremy Sprinkle on that drag play. And also, they had a linebacker trailing him as well. And Case Keenum with a horribly thrown ball. He was absolutely hot garbage last night. He may have thrown two touchdowns and... Throw for over 300 yards, but you took the page from the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday and you turned the ball over five times. Let's go over each turnover. We had the pick six from HaHa, which, you know, was completely fitting, being that he was in our secondary just last season. And get this, you guys. The Washington Redskins, excuse me, 
offered HaHa ha Clinton Dix more money to stay on board. He said no. He went to Chicago where they actually have a chance at winning and doing something. You remaining being stagnant here in Washington because, quite frankly, the front office thrives on mediocrity! They showed Bruce Allen on TV and he had a smart aleck smile on his face like, ha 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 ha, I'm not going anywhere no matter what happens. Ha! You should be tossed out of town right now. Dan Snyder, please. Please, if somebody is hearing me. Dan Snyder, if you have one smart brain cell in the head of yours, you would get your head out of your ass and fire that man today. I listened to Grant and Danny on 1067 The Fan, and they were talking about, you know, why this man still has a job in Ashburn. I mean, they went over, you know, the no stadium deal. You know, we don't have a stadium deal because Maryland is like, no. Virginia hates them, you know. Um... Everything is turning its ugly head upon you, Washington Redskins. And it starts from the top. Dan Snyder. You've owned the Washington Redskins since 1999. Your record of 138 and 183 is absolutely appalling. And Bruce Allen, who's been your general manager for the last 10 years, 59 and 90. Just, just picture that. 59 and out of 10 years, 59 wins, 90 losses, almost 100 losses. That you're losing 10 games a fucking year on average. How is this man still employed? Well, probably because he has Dan Snyder's hand wedged up his ass and he's playing as a puppet. Come on, puppet, talk. Well, he doesn't talk. He doesn't talk to the media. He doesn't do any post I mean, he doesn't even do any conferences. Dan Snyder pretty much is Count Dracula staying in his fucking castle, not talking to anybody. I mean, do you care about this team, Daniel Snyder? Or do you care about the revenue that you keep on getting from the TV deals, from the merchandise deals that you're sucking the blood from? Last night was 65% Chicago Bears fans. You could see orange jerseys everywhere. The halftime show, when it was 28-3, to 3, all you could hear was, let's go Bears. You heard Bears chants. You heard defense chants. Just like last week, 
with Dallas. You know, a pick six. Case Keenum, what happened? I mean, I understand they were all over you, but they should have moved. I don't know what, I don't know how to explain what the fuck happened last night. The defense did everything for you. Jay Green, what the fuck is wrong with you? Once a team comes out and punches you in the face, you just lay down and fucking take it. You take a beating each and every time. I mean, what are you trying to prove here? Are you trying to be cute? Are you trying, you know, I mean, I understand. You know, you don't know what to do. Obviously, you don't know what to do. Judging from your post-game conference, you're just, you just look lost. Seriously, Jay Gruden. By your body language, the tone of your voice, and just the way you look on the sidelines. You're looking like fucking Richard Nixon and old grandpa with your glasses down to the bottom part of your nose. You're like, meh. Man, I wonder if they're going to work like this play. Man, man. What are you, the fucking penguin? I mean, you couldn't get yourself out of a wet paper bag in the first half. The second half, you actually gave me a reason to stay up and watch. Because the defense... Just showed why Chicago's offense is really terrible. The first half, you made Mitchell Trubisky look like fucking Steve Young. He was moving out of the pocket. He was using his legs. He was extending plays. The wide receivers are getting... Taylor Gabriel broke two records on you last night, though. Who's Taylor Gabriel? I don't know. I don't know any of the receivers on Chicago because I don't think anybody knows who they are. But now they know who they are from last night. And what's wrong with you on Monday nights in primetime? I mean, that game, it's it's so frustrating to know that when... We are being showed on national TV when the whole world is watching. You give us that performance in the first half. Montez Sweat got one. That's all I saw was one sack for Montez Sweat. I mean, granted, the defense was good. Good enough to win last night, you guys. I liked what the defense was doing. And please... Do not come at me with, oh, Josh Norman, he, he, he got an interception last night. Big fucking deal. I mean, Jesus Christ, Mitchell Jabisky put so much air in that ball, you would get peanuts on that flight. So don't come at me with, oh, Josh Norman got an interception. What a great play. 
the wide receiver was wide open in the end zone. Go back and watch the replay on that play. And Mitchell Jabisky just put a little bit more um, salsa on that chip. Touchdown. Seriously. Josh Norman was lucky enough that Mitchell Jabisky threw a bad ball. Because the wide receiver was wide open in the end zone in the corner for a fade route. And Trubisky put too much air underneath it. So, and Josh Norman was burned on several occasions that night. So, for all of you people that might come at me with the, oh, Josh Norman, he got an interception. No. But, smack that bird at DeanPro56 on Twitter. Uh, Hit me on Instagram at Third of Dean. Find me on Facebook. I'm going to be making a Facebook page for the podcast here in a, in a little while. Probably tomorrow. I'm going to be doing some technical work for the show. We're going to be going on YouTube really soon. Which I think is a great thing. Because even though the numbers have been improving here on Anchor. Because I've been talking more football. It just seems like everybody gravitates more towards... A more sports-centric uh, show. Like the NFL. Everybody loves football. It's an American institution. Much like baseball. But, you know, baseball has way too many games. 162 games. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> That's freaking crazy. I still think it's crazy that basketball has 82 games a year. Hockey. Huh. I love me some Capitals, you guys. I am a diehard Capitals fan, and I still think that the number of games that they play is absolutely crazy, which the regular season starts soon in October. So I really can't wait to see the Capitals go again for Lord Stanley's Cup because... They're going to be in the playoffs. They're always in the playoffs year in and year out. They're absolutely fantastic because they're consistently knocking at the door. In which everybody's like dogging on the Nationals and shit. So I'm saying, hey, the Capitals, it took the Capitals 10 years of knocking on that door to Lord Stanley's Cup. And it opened, you know. Keep knocking at that door, you know. You're only going to get better and better and better because you keep getting that experience. You keep getting that taste of playoff, whatever you're in. It just gives you, you just want more of it. Makes you hungrier. Anyway, back to the football game. It was all Chicago Bears in the first half. The pick six by Ha Ha Clinton Dix. He had two interceptions that night. Uh, coming out for Ha Ha Clinton Dix coming back to FedEx Field. The, and I don't know what it is with former players who come back and play the Washington Redskins and they absolutely have a field day. Don't you think you ought to know who you're playing against? And don't you think you would have like, okay, he might know what's going on here. Let me not throw in his direction. 
Because that's exactly what Case Keenum did for that pick six. Keenum just threw right to him. Right in his arms. I mean, granted, he was shadowing Jeremy Sprinkle, but he threw... Case Keenum overthrew him by at least a couple yards to where it just landed in ha-ha Clinton Dick's hands like a freaking baby. Like, oh, okay. Pick six, cow's call. And he almost had another one when right around the third, no, the second quarter. And then Mitchell Dubisky looking like Steve Young working out the pocket. You know, hitting Taylor Gabriel for three touchdowns in one quarter of football. The last person that did that on Monday Night Football, his name was Jerry fucking Rice. This guy, Taylor Gabriel, where the fuck did he come from? (sighs) I was so frustrated. And Khalil Mack had another monster night. Khalil Mack was all over the place. Sacking. Forcing fumbles. You know, he was an absolute... That Chicago defense. And the commentary. The commentary team of Booger McFarson. And um, I don't know who the other guy's name is. But... You know, you guys are hot garbage. You were all talking about, well, the Chicago Bears were, you know, we're we're talking throughout this week how they're going to get it all together. They're going to put it all together. And boy, did they put it all together on the Washington Redskins last night. Granted, the second half, y'all didn't do a damn thing on offense. But still, and... Jay Gruden, buddy, pal, what are you doing calling a fucking quarterback sneak on fourth and one and having Case Canem go over top the defense? You go underneath the center. You make sure that line pushes you forward. If you have, and Case Canem, what the fuck were you thinking? You were not at the one-inch line to where if the ball crosses the plane, you know, the referees are going to be like, oh, stop the play, touchdown. Um, nobody. You were holding the ball up like you were holding up a freaking pinata for kids to nail on a birthday party. Like, here you go, guys. Here's the ball. Smack it out of my hands. That's a live ball. You don't do stupid shit like that. So, and again, Jay Gruden, what's with you and Adrian Peterson? I understand you like Chris Thompson. I understand that you like Darius Geis. But you have a Hall of Fame running back that you need to give him More than nine fucking touches. You ran the ball nine times in 60 minutes of football. He went nowhere and you wonder why. You didn't run him enough. 
I'm sick of hearing it's a passing league. It's a passing league. Look at the teams who are undefeated. They run the football. Unless you're Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, which, honestly, I can't wait for that game in Week 5. Because we're going to see the team that gets it done the best way possible, the only way possible, versus a team that has no idea who the fuck they are. Usually, you figure out what kind of team they're going to be. Whether they're going to be a tough running north and south team. You know, they're going to they're gonna beat you with the running game. They're going to pound the ball like the Giants do. Well, not right now because Saquon Barkley's out the 48 weeks with the ankle sprain. But <clears throat> you look at Dallas. Dallas pounds the rock with Zeke. Zeke gets his touches. Dalvin Cook in Minnesota. They run the ball with him. Green Bay's got a a working running back that I like. Chicago's got a decent rookie running back as well. You know, he he looked really good in the second half. So... I I hate I hated the whole game. I mean, you made a valiant effort in the second half outscoring Chicago twelve to three. Because quite frankly, you tried to go for two the both times when you really didn't need to. You score a touchdown, you gain a little bit of momentum, kick the extra point. You get a little bit more momentum. When you go for two and you fail, you're giving momentum back to Chicago. I hope you realize this. Because everything that you tried last night, Jay Gruden, blew up in your face. And I understand why you had some kind of success in the second half. Chicago was playing conservative defense. At this point, they had the game done. 28 points. They should have had 35. And I will make one thing noted here. That touchdown by Taylor Gabriel by the pylon, that was not a touchdown. He was out of bounds. The referees gave you one, Chicago, because they were enjoying the ass-whipping that you were giving them on Monday Night Football. And you could see in the officials' body languages in the second half when everything wasn't going Chicago's way. We were trying to mount a comeback, and every time they called a penalty on Chicago... They seemed like, oh no, here they, here come the Redskins, you know. Oh shit, you know. They're acting like so monotone. And I don't know whether, it was, was it the humidity? Because every time, it seems like every time I watch a game with the Washington Redskins every week, 
or every Sunday or whenever on primetime, which we I, we have a Thursday nighter and maybe a Sunday night game, and that's about it for the rest of the season. So I'm happy about that. And um, NFL, don't put us ever again on Monday night. We're going to get our ass kicked. We're not even going to make it an interesting game. So, NFL, just go ahead when you make the schedulings for the next, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years. Do not put us on Monday Night Football, please. We consistently show that we do not deserve to play on Monday night. That's how awful we are. Dan Snyder, you got to do something with me, buddy. I'm ready to check out on you. But because I love this team so much, I hang with the bad. Because quite frankly, that's all I've had. Was bad year after bad year. You had three 10-win seasons since 1999. What is this? Almost 2020? That's 20 years of failing. Granted, as a smart businessman, you would change your format. If you see that something isn't working, you take a look in the mirror. And you swallow your fucking pride. And you change things so you can succeed. History repeats itself all the time. And you go from quarterback to quarterback to quarterback to quarterback to quarterback. You go from coach to coach to coach to coach to coach. And it's still the same thing. You went from Vinny Serrato, who was a glad-handing yes-man to you, to another glad-handing yes-man, and fucking the meatball himself, Bruce Allen. I'm going to have his face be my meatball on my t-shirt. By the way, I'm going to be having my Twitter handle on that. So, if you guys want to send me a tweet, smack that bird at DeanPro56. You can follow the show on right here on Anchor, on your smartphone, or you can simply go online at anchor.fm to find me online. You can also find me at Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Cast, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast. I always get them two mixed up. I don't understand why. They're weird. But, um, and many, many more podcast platforms, you guys. I'm having a lot of fun doing this because, quite frankly, I love getting this off my chest because I love this team so much. And it, it pains me to see an owner who's owned this team for over 20 years just. Fail. Um, Ted Leonsis has not owned the Washington Capitals for very long. He has a title. He does it right. 
He's turning the Washington Mystics around, who are a joke in the WNBA. They're in the playoffs right now. They play tonight, getting ready to um, eliminate the Las Vegas Aces. He owns the Washington Wizards. He's turning that culture around. So, if anybody has any close nits to 10 Leonzas, please, I would love to sit down and chat with him to see exactly how much money he has, see if he can buy Dan Snyder out. Get this motherfucker off my team. I'm sick and tired of watching us on national TV, ESPN. Well, the whole world is fucking watching us while we're taking a fucking beatdown by a team that averaged nine points going in. They put 28 on you before you can fucking blink. We had a... We had Terry McLaurin, who I, I'm, I'm so happy we finally found one diamond out of the rough. Terry McLaurin, thank you so much for being who you are. A constant professional. And a badass one of that. That touchdown catch that you caught with two men around you. And you held onto the ball with your hands. Came down with it. Beautiful work, my friend. Somebody taught you well at Ohio State. Now we've been getting all the Dwayne Haskins. No. Dwayne Haskins does not need to be featured at all this season. Because, quite frankly, Jay Gruden's not going to be sticking around here for very much longer. I see him gone by week six. Because New England's going to come to town. It's going to be overruled by Patriot fans. The Patriots are going to burn you into a pile of cigarette ash. There's going to be no, absolutely no confidence with this football team after Bill Belichick and Tom Brady come to FedEx Field in week five and knock you out like fucking Mike Tyson in his heyday. Because that's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be Mike fucking Tyson facing a, a freaking scrub nobody. Mike Tyson is going to tear him apart and make it look easy. And it's going to look like a tiger eating a piece of fucking flesh. That's what I'm expecting that game to be. The point spread better be 30 fucking points. Because I know that's how many points New England is. The less amount of points that New England is going to put up on you. I see New England putting at least 50 on you on week 5. I see the New York Giants putting at least 30 on you next week. So, you better come up with something that's going to make me feel like you actually give a shit, Dan Snyder. Because Susie Colbert was making little rib jokes at you and your football team. Scott Van Pelt, the commentary team. 
But Bruce Allen's been doing a great job at being the president and being the general manager of this team when he is 31 games under 500. 31. Out of managing this team for 10 years, you're averaging 10 losses a year, you guys. This is sad. And the saddest part about it is he's not going anywhere. This man is going to drive our team straight into the fucking grave. And I'm going to go along down with it. Because that's what a real fan does. We stick together through thick and thin, good times, bad times, even the shittiest times when you want to put a fucking paper bag over your fucking head and be a fair weather Redskin fan. It's going to be that bad. Remember when Gus Barat and all them were stinking up the joint every single year and people were painting, putting paper bags over their heads because they were so ashamed to being a fucking Redskins fan, to being ashamed of being a team who's won three fucking titles in their history, who's one of the most storied franchises in the fucking NFL. Now you're a fucking joke. Greg Minuski, you're a, you played great. So you're getting a pass by me for this week. Does it mean I'm going to fucking... Not get on you. Because quite frankly, you still barely had a pass rush. We should have had that safety in the first half, but the referees were so far up Chicago's ass at the time that they're getting season tickets at Soldier Field. So, that was the safety, you guys. Go back and watch it. You know? They gave him forward progress when he he got touched. It's tackle football. It's not two-hand tag. You bring the quarterback down. And he was brought down in the end zone. Normally, what does that constitute? In the rule book, if the quarterback drops back and he's in his own end zone and he is tackled in the end zone with the football in his hands, that constitutes a fucking safety! What were the refs doing that night? Were they smoking a doobie before the game? Seriously, that was a fucking safety, and I'm sure the NFL knows that. The people in New York know that. Why didn't they challenge? Because... Jay Gruden, no, he didn't challenge, no, he didn't challenge. He didn't challenge, and it was overturned. No, 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 no. That was the touchdown from Taylor Gabriel. That wasn't a touchdown. The safety was never um, challenged, which was stupid. I would have challenged that. This isn't two-hand tag football. This is the NFL. This is tackle football. And he brought him down the, in his own fucking end zone. 
That was a safety. It should have been two to nothing. But no, it ended up, you know, they ended up punting on that on, on that uh, drive. Which, our first drive, Case Keenum throws a pick six in the third play. Case Keenum, uh, you had a really bad game last night, man. And if you're going to be playing like this for the rest of the season, don't be surprised if you see Colt McCoy here, guys. Because the reports are that Colt McCoy is steps away from becoming 100%. And we all know how much of a heart on Jay Gruden has for Colt McCoy. And I really don't understand why. He's footsteps Falco. He plays with happy feet all the time. He gets scared when there's a pass rush. He's a turnover machine when there's a heavy pass rush. So, I don't want to see Colt McCoy. I just want to see Case Keenum keep going. Because, quite frankly, he's a veteran. Colt McCoy may be a veteran, but he sucks. He had a one good game against fucking Dallas. Which came out of freaking nowhere. He looked like he was in his sophomore year at college from Texas. So, or Oklahoma. They both have red jerseys. I'm I'm not too familiar with college football. So, it's one of them colleges. But Colt McCoy, you're not a good quarterback. You're not even a solid backup, man. I don't like you one bit. I think you're a turnover machine. I think you're an injury case for one. You're always hurt. And ever since that faithful game in Cleveland where you apparently threw your arm out? Uh Uh-uh, Pimpin'. No. Sorry, pal. You could ride off into the sunset for all I fucking care. I'll take Robert Griffin over you. And that's that. Plain and simple. I don't like you at all, Colt McCoy. And I don't know why, Coach, that's such a hard-on for you. You fucking suck. Just like Josh Norman. And what are you doing with Landon Collins? I mean, seriously, this guy is a Pro Bowl safety. And he has to patrol everything. We need to give him a little bit of help so he can be him. He is a run stopper. He is a Troy Palomalu-like, Sean Taylor-like. You, you need to fix your defensive strategy, Greg Minuski. Either that or fire your ass. I'd rather see what Rob Ryan can do. I want to see what Jim Tom Sula can do. Hell, I wouldn't mind seeing what Ray Horton can do. And he's the corners coach. I want to see what he can actually do with the rest of the defense. Because he sucks at being a corner coach. You're having Josh Gordon looking like he's running through a field of flowers on a Saturday afternoon with his wife in one hand going la 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 la. You know, he's getting burned like toast 
every week at least twice, three times a night. I don't understand why you play like this, Josh Norman. Do you have any balls? You know, let's go over the stats here. Because, quite frankly, Mitchell Jabisky pretty much opened the Washington defense up like a can of tuna in the first half here. He was really accurate, you guys. He almost had a perfect passer rating minus that interception by Josh Norman. Mitchell Trubisky went um, 25 for 31 for 231 yards, three touchdowns, and a pickle. Keenan went 30 for 43. Listen to that, you guys. He went 30 of 43. He dropped back 43 times. You can't do that. He threw for 322 yards. No surprise, he dropped back four, over 40 times. You can't do that. You got to mix it up. Montgomery got 67 yards. He pretty much did that in the second half. They really just, Chicago just um, drained the clock out pretty much. That's all the offense did in the second half for Chicago. Adrian Peterson, he went nowhere. 12 carries for 37 yards. He spent most of the time on the sidelines looking like a kid who's, you know, why can't I play coach? You know, he's all pissed off, you know, feeling bad for himself. And I don't blame him. He's a Hall of Fame fucking running back. He should be prominently used in this offense. And it, it would help out this offense if we could get more touches for Adrian Peterson. 12 carries just isn't enough, you guys. And Taylor Gabriel, he got his three touchdowns in the first quarter, you know, putting himself in the record books next to Jerry Rice, you know, and he broke another record, you know. That, well, the commentary said he broke another record. I'm not certain about that. I'm going to have to go and look that up for you guys. And I'll probably do it in my week four prediction show just to talk a little bit. <clears throat> so... It was really, they put, Chicago put up 21 points in the second quarter. In the second quarter, it was a basic beatdown. The whole first half was the Chicago Bears coming in like Yogi and Boo Boo, stealing a picnic basket from the Ranger inside his office. The Bears pretty much came into FedEx Field and going, I hope he bought a picnic basket, Boo Boo. I don't know, Yogi. Should we beat up on the Redskins? Be quiet, boo-boo. I'm going to be stealing this picnic basket, whether people like it or not. Yeah, hey! And pretty much that's what it was for the first half. The Chicago Bears just pretty much turned the Redskins black and blue on Monday night. So, pretty much... I want Dan Snyder to take a long, long look in the mirror. Look at yourself. 
Look at the suit that you're wearing, the cars that you have, the businesses that you have that you're wickedly successful with. But why aren't you... You might think you're being successful with the revenue, the TV deal, the merchandise. Yeah, you may be making money, but your team has been the joke. Of the NFL for way too long. And we are. Finally seeing it unravel. The Trent Williams issue. Because they even talked about it. On commentary that night. Booker McFarland said he talked to Trent Williams. Prior to this game on last night. And it's not about the money, you guys. He does not want to play for the Washington Redskins at all because he doesn't like them no more. He hates them. For what they did to him medically. And honestly, from a person to person, if my doctor fucked me over and made me worse... Oh yeah, I would hate that doctor. I wouldn't want to see that doctor ever again. So I don't understand why they haven't traded away Trent Williams. Because that's the smartest thing you could ever do. Is trade away somebody that doesn't want to play for you. I'm running out of time here, guys. I got like, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes left for this recording. My prediction was pretty much on key. I said it was going to be 30 to 14, 30 to 17. It was 31 to 15. So I was right on the money. And everything that I said on my preview and prediction show pretty much happened all through the night. So follow me on Twitter at DeanPro56. Follow me on Instagram at Third of Dean. Follow the show on Anchor. It's where I earn my money for this show. Follow me on Spotify. Follow me on Pocket Cast and Radio Public. This has been the Dean's Pro Podcast. Thank you guys so much for stopping by. I'm getting out of here. I hope you guys have a great Tuesday night. Have a beer on me, you guys. Because quite frankly, that was the best thing that you could do watching the Washington Redskins get slaughtered last Monday night. Was sit there, drink a beer, and laugh at what happened. Because that's exactly what I was doing. Because ha-ha pretty much went ha-ha on the Washington Redskins. He had a coming out, like I said earlier in the podcast. Dan Snyder, you need to look yourself in the mirror. Good night, you guys.